Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to Believe in Chargers. This is going to be our first weekend without football, but the next weekend we will have the Super Bowl in Arizona. That's Lorenzo Neal. I'm born in Nazari. Of course, we're here today to talk about the Chargers, Kellen Moore and company. But, Lo, we have a little bit of bigger news coming out this morning. Tell the people, holla at them. Yeah, absolutely, man. The GOAT. The GOAT said, hey, he woke up this morning feeling one word legendary. And he said, let me let the world know simultaneously. Let me let everyone so no one can't leak it. No one can't tell my story. No can't. No one can't say, oh, this is what he's doing. Let me address everyone. Let me reintroduce myself. My name is Tom, a.k.a. the GOAT. And Brady said, hey, it's it. And you know what, Barna? I really believe that this is it. I really you know? believe the way that he finished the season and just with everything around him, it's like still got his team to a playoff. He still had a successful year, still threw for over, you know, 4,000 yards, threw more passes ever in his career, you know. So I think that he ends still on top. Uh, I think it's a great way for him to go out. You know, it's uh, it's so interesting because I don't think a lot of people will believe that Brady is retired until they really see him not on the field again because we went through this same exact thing last year with Tom Brady. The whole Schefter report came out. They all said Brady was done. And next thing you know, Brady was back on the field. But it feels a little realer this time, right, Low, Like, it, it just feels a little bit realer. Seth Wickersham, who's a fantastic writer, he writes in his column and says, quote, Tom Brady's football career is over, but football isn't done with Tom Brady, which is going to be a very interesting article that I want to take a look at. But listen, at the end of the day, it just didn't work out for him at the end of of, uh, of last year with the with the you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? They had no run game. He was getting absolutely bamboozled in the pocket. I think it made more sense now that he is going to be done. But Lo, if I were to tell you that Kyle Shanahan was going to give Tom Brady a call. You don't think Brady would entertain coming back to play some football? <laughs> you know what? Here, here, here's the thing about Tom. I, I I totally wanted the Niners to give him a call, especially hearing the news about Brock Purdy having the Tommy John surgery. And that's why everyone's talking about, oh, they're going to trade Lance even before Purdy got hurt. I, I just think it would have been a, it's not a very, very wise move by the Niners. Why trade? You know Jimmy G's out. You already know who he is. Why trade an asset that you gave up three for – you gave up a lot of – things for you know Trey Lance why not go in and that's why I was saying bringing a veteran quarterback like a Tom Brady but now he's off the shelf so now you got to go out and get a guy even when you think about the Chargers the the backup quarterback I'm fitting his name 16 years in the league what's his name um uh Volick Charlie Whitehurst uh, uh, the one that's on the Chargers now um oh Chase Daniel yeah I'm sorry yes Chase Daniel sorry about that Think about a guy like Chase, what he does for these younger guys. So even if the if the if the Niners were, it would be a guy like Chase Daniels. It'd be a guy that's been in the league that seen everything that maybe doesn't have the athletic ability to 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 to, to drive on it. But I'd bring in a guy like that, in my opinion, that's going to help these two younger guys. But both of them on rookie quarterbacks. Is the Niners going to do the right thing? I know we're on. I know where this is about Brady. I get it. But think about Brock Purdy. He went out and won eight games with, of course, he had a great team. But now his career could be over. Are the Niners going to slide this guy a couple million bucks? He's on it's a contract. This is a, this is an interesting time uh, for the Niners. But to answer your question, no. Brady's, I, I just think when he did it this time, when he said he's retiring last year, he came back. I just don't think Brady, you fooled me once, yeah, frame, shame, on, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I don't think that he's going to do it because it's just a mystique. 
I don't think he, he wanted to do it last year, but he had other circumstances surrounding him that kind of forced him. And I think now, I think that he's, hey, you got $300 million waiting for you to walk into a TV booth. Hey, why not take, why, why, why take the beating? Absolutely. And hey, we're not sponsored by 805, but I'm giving a shout out to Lowe's Beanie, man, because he's repping the 805 brewery, man. Some of the best stuff in the game. But we are sponsored by <laughs> betonline.ag and it remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season, man. Eagles, Chiefs, I think it opened up low at minus two and a half for the Eagles. The line's going to be going back and forth. It's going to be a yo-yo, just like Cincinnati versus Kansas City. It's going to be interesting. Go to betonline.ag and to join and receive your 50%. Yeah, it's 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Low, I know we ain't a betting show. I know we ain't a braiding show, but... We all know the whole world's going to hawk big on this Super Bowl. What's the move? What's the play here? Because I know a lot of people know that Philadelphia is the better team, but it's tough to bet against Mahomes, especially with two weeks healthier with that ankle. What do you do here, Lowe? My head wants me to go Philly. My heart wants me to go Kansas City. Yeah, I think that that's I think exactly where you're at. That's kind of where I'm at as well. But when you look at these two teams and you think about who they are, I think when you think about the stage, you have to realize Philly hasn't been tested yet, in my opinion. They haven't been tested in the playoffs at all. The Giants was a sieve. The 49ers was a sieve. You you gotta realize that's like saying, I gotta go to the I gotta go to New York and I'm gonna mm. either go by car or go by plane. And and the other team's got a plane. You're not gonna beat them there, no matter what you do. And so when you think about that, that think how extreme that is. If I tell you, okay, we're gonna race to New York and I'm gonna have the fastest car in the world. I don't care. It's a, the fastest supercar in the world. And 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 you're in a plane and you're just in a regular commercial plane. Who's winning? You. Yeah. Every time. So you have to realize that's what the, that's what it was like to see the Niners trying to play out there. You couldn't do anything by air. You could the, the, the Philadelphia put four, five, six defensive linemen in and said, I dare you to run. There was nothing they can do. That game was over. And, you know, so so I think that it was just a mismatch. I thought the Giants was a sip. So I look at Kansas City, and one thing you know, they're going to mm. be able to score. And you look at Kansas City, they can run the ball a little bit. It's going to, I think Philly, I think Philly's going to run the ball and create that run game. I get it. But I think Kansas City's defense and the DC, the DC there, they don't get enough credit. I think Kansas City's defense better than what people think. You know, Lo, you've been more correct than me in terms of, you know, the NFL picks this postseason. But the one thing that changed my mind with this Philadelphia team was that their ability to run against the San Francisco 49ers defense. The Eagles at first in that football game were not able to run the football. Something changed in that second quarter and on. The Eagles started running the, down, the football down the 49ers' throats. And I think Wait, if they're able yes. to do that against San Francisco, they're able to do that against Kansas City. But the Niners checked out. They were jumping out of lanes. You think? Were, it was still but, it was still tied in the second you, quarter. But you, but you were jumping out of lanes. You know, defensively now you have to create something psychologically. It's like okay, what are we gonna do? And, let, and, and so the Niners now are trying to say we got to create a turnover. Bosa sticking his head in, got him nosy, letting the quarterback run out, get outside the pocket, doing things that fundamentally that they weren't doing in the first quarter. When you saw that game, you gave them seven points. That wasn't a catch. So it's a different ball game, but you don't have your quarterback and you're going with the fourth string quarterback that's only played in eight start eight only started eight NFL games in his 15 year career and and only played in eight, only won one. You, University you were, of San Diego's very own Josh Johnson. I love Josh, and I love the young man. We love the guy. He's 38, what, 36, 37 years old. Yeah, so, he, you know, Harbaugh was his coach, low at yeah. University of San Diego back in 04. 
Oh yeah, he's a good guy, good, but he's 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 a he's a quarterback. He's not a good. He's not a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not an average quarterback. He's below average. He's just a guy as an NFL, this NFL bet. So that's why I don't. I think Philly, you're right. They were able to establish the run. They were running the ball against the Niners. Ken Law got kicked around. He got his ass kicked. You know, pushed all the way around the field. I watched Ken Law. The Niners gonna have to get better up front. I'm talking about knocking him over four gaps. He was in the one playing the two eye, and he got knocked all the way out to the eight hole. That's two men over from the guard to the tackle pass the tight end. That's how bad they played up front. The Niners just didn't play as well as I like to see them play, even when they lost their quarterback. You know, speaking of quarterbacks, low Neil, and you know, I'm not talking about a below average quarterback. I'm not talking about an average quarterback. Let's talk about a great quarterback in Justin Herbert. And now he has a new weapon, not on the field, but helping him, supporting him on the field. Chargers have hired former offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Kellen Moore. Before we talk about what this means for the Chargers, low, why is Dallas firing this guy? I mean, this is a guy who made Dak Prescott give that off that perception that he was a top five quarterback over the last three, four years. Of course, the picks were high under more system. But besides that, the Cowboys were in the top five and basically every single statistic offensively. Kellen Moore was brought, you know, said one of the wisest kind of emerging head coaches. And I know Brandon Staley kind of alluded to wanting to find somebody in that McVay tree, whether that been Zach Robinson, something like that. Kellen Moore's in a whole different tree. He played for the Cowboys. Jason Garrett hired him after he was a backup for the Cowboys, and he's been in that Cowboys tree ever since. Why did Dallas get rid of Moore before we talk about why the Chargers brought him in? Yeah, I look at Kellen Moore, a guy from Boise, loved watching his career, talked to some radio stations the other day about, you know, Kellen Moore, loved to see his, his you know, his process and what he's been able to do. Uh, Boise, he's loved there. Uh, this guy's going to have success. I look at the Dallas Cowboys. They had to have some heads had to roll. And why not blame it on the offensive coordinator? Their inability, they said they ran the ball, didn't run the ball enough. Said, you know, with all the different things around it. Said at times they threw the ball too much. Some of the things that they were that was coming out of Dallas. And at times I kind of agreed with him because Kellen Morris at times he did want to chunk the ball all over the field because he had a lot of weapons. The biggest thing you say, well, that, pro that was a problem with the Chargers. They wanted to chunk it and not be able to run the ball. The difference is I believe that the Niners off the, 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 the when you're talking about the Chargers compared to Dallas, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys, I think the Dallas Cowboys game is more vertical and it's not that simple three-step get rid of. I think that you're going to have an offense that's more complex that allows you to take more shots down the field because you have the play action, because you can take deeper shots, because you're going to make the safety get nosy. You're going to put pressure on the safeties. Who do I take? Do I take the higher, take the underneath six? So, you know, so you're going to have a high, low concept. I think that is going to be a huge difference for the Chargers and young Justin Herbert. So I think that I just thought that the Dallas Cowboys, they just wanted to save face. So Kellen Moore just happened to be the guy, you know, casualty of war. Hey, it is no secret, right? Staley wants an improved run game, and the Cowboys were top 10 in EPA per design rush in all of Kellen Moore's four seasons. The question's going to be now is, is Kellen Moore's schematics, is this his way of thought, 
Is he going to be able to implement that on the Chargers, or is he going to need personnel changes to do what he wants, right? Tony Pollard is going to be an unrestricted free agent. I know a lot of Charger fans are saying, bring Moore's guy Pollard to the Chargers because Austin Eckler is a great back, but Austin Eckler isn't the kind of back that Kellen Moore kind of likes to use in his set. So, like, what do you think with this Kellen Moore move? Is this something where I think the Chargers are going to have to kind of reshape their personnel around Kellen Moore, or is it something where they're hoping Kellen Moore can already make their existing pieces exceed expectations? Well, I think it's it's it's, it's two part i think to do they bring in more talent or different types of talent yes and i think that's going to start with the running back position because i think kellen moore is going to have a more of a man type of blocking some more double teams and scoop blocks and doing different things trap blocks counter trade running power so i think you're going to see a more of a downhill type of offense so i think that you're talking about eckler can eckler do it and you will have some plays for eckler i think kellen moore understands you don't put a round peg into a square hole and and so I think that he's going to say, OK, I have these plays designed for Eckler because Eckler can have success in his offense. And then I got to find that guy whether it's on the roster or maybe it's not on the roster. I got to go out and bring in another back, another back that I know that has a track record that we know that can get it done. I think that's the biggest deal, because when you think about Eckler and you say, is Eckler going to fit this style? Think about Eckler and Pollard Pars in the passing game. Eckler's one of the better passing receiver and running backs in the game. I'm not comparing him to McAfee, but you're talking about shifty and durability, make guys miss and do those things. Eckler is a good back. So I think when you look at Kellen Moore's offense, no, I think Eckler fits the scheme because especially when it comes to the pass game, you'll see more one-on-one where you get Eckler out of the backfield and running more stuff down the field with, 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 with Kellen Moore. So I think that, no, you have an offensive line. You're going to be bringing back one of the best offensive tackles in the game. You have one of the best centers you got from, you know, you got from Green Bay. So you went out and you have a pretty decent offensive line. Yes, you may address the, you know, the right tackle. Yes, you may say, hey, I'm going to get another guard for some depth. But this offensive line, to me, is not far away. It comes down to what kind of scheme and what kind of man blocking. What are we going to do to make sure the offensive line has success in the running game? Yeah, listen, and I and again, I want to say that Brandon Staley at the end of his season, you know, news conference, he said he was going to focus his OC search on the Sean McVay slash Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. And the search actually backed up that statement, right? They interviewed Zach Robinson, who's kind of McVay's, uh, you know, offense passing game coordinator, Greg Olson, Vikings assistant QBs coach Gerard Johnson, who spent, you know, a season under Shanahan. Um, so, however, more is not from that tree. But I think the Chargers were a little bit surprised that he came available. And it's because they've only won one playoff game in Dallas and in, in Kellen Moore's tenure. Now, you know, what, what is the reason that, too? I think Dak Prescott's a great quarterback, but Justin Herbert's a quarterback upgrade for, for Kellen Moore. And I think he's going to be a lot more excited to see what he has to do. You mentioned running backs. There's a guy named Bijan Robinson coming out of the University of Texas. I know the Chargers don't like taking running backs in the first round, usually. But, man, I'm looking at B. John Robinson, and I'm licking my chops because people also have to understand, though, that Austin Eckler is going to be a free agent after this year, and he's 28 years old. And, and in running back life, I know you played into your 80s, Loneal, but, <laughs> but, but seriously, in running back life, with how this game is being played today, I don't think teams are comfortable giving contracts to guys who are about to enter their 30s, right? Look what the Ezekiel Elliott contracts starting to hard cap Dallas big time. They're not going to even be able to bring back Pollard. Because of the Zeke deal. They got three more years of that deal. And, Lowell, let's be real. Zeke Elliott loved the guy. You can already see that those wheels have, have, have fallen off. 
Yeah, he fell off the truck. He fell off the back of the toner truck, and it was big drastic by Zeke Elliott. Just doesn't have the turnover. He's not as quick, can't jump in and out of cuts. He just runs more lumbering now. He doesn't make guys miss as much. He's just not a good back, in my opinion. And he took a lot of beating at Ohio State. He took a pounding coming into the league early. He took a pounding, carried the ball a bunch, and he fell off. And Eckler doesn't seem to be looking like nothing like Zeke. No, not and I understand, saying that. No, and no, I understand, no. no, I yeah. know you're not. I know you're not saying that, but it's, it doesn't look you know, – his body is more fresh. Eckler doesn't take the big shots. I think when you're the Chargers, it behooves them to give him a contract. It behooves them to say, Eckler, we're going to take care of you. But you have to understand – we are going to limp, put you on a pitch count. What do you want? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the great 80 George, LaDainian Tomlinson, you know, uh, you know, guys that I've seen and played with, even, you know, myself, sometimes it's like you, you look at it and say, sometimes our pride and not just our pride, but who you are says, oh, I'm going to go somewhere else. I think that the worst thing that, you know, that I wish that, that the Chargers would have said, Hey, LT, we're going to still, you know, you're going to pick a pay cut, whatever it's going to be, but we're going to make sure you're taken care of. And you have an LT now just on coming in on third downs on certain plays. You have Eckler come in. Now you say, Eckler, what is going to take to keep him here? But it's got to make sense. And Eddie George should have never left the Tennessee Titans. And now where the organization should have said, hey, look, we, 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 we know you can go somewhere and play maybe a year. But here you're going to play two. And we're going to take care of you. We know the kind of person. We know who you are. We know what you mean to the team. It's sad sometimes when you see these uh, guys that have been the face of franchise have to go and put on a uniform, Emmett Smith on another place. And sometimes guys have to, you know, swallow the bullet and don't have as much pride. But also these organizations need to say, how do we do it the right way? How do we keep this player around and still have them involved in the offense or defense and have them on a pitch count? Because that is the best way to do it, especially with guys like Eckler, who's been a phenomenal running back for the Chargers. But definitely, I think Kellen Moore is going to have Herbert, especially on a rookie deal, like we always mm -hmm. talk about, mm -hmm. you have to make hay while the sun is shining. And I think that this, when you look at Kellen Moore and what this offense is, everyone's talking about, okay, can he get it done? I think without a doubt they're going to get it done. I just hope that he stays and these two can enjoy each other for a long yeah. time. But Kellen Moore, guys, he's going to have success because, like you said, he's got a better quarterback, can Absolutely. do more, and I think teams are going to come knocking at his door for head coaching jobs soon. And, and Jeremy Fowler of ESPN wrote low that Ram Zach Robinson, again, who's McVay's passing coordinator, was considered the favorite for this job until Kellen Moore became available. I really wanted Zach Robinson. I'm not going to lie to you, but I think Kellen Moore is a great hire. Zach Robinson was a guy I started watching six, seven years ago on PFF. He literally was so insightful about the game of football that teams literally hired him from just doing media. And, and he was the guy who called Justin <laughs> Herbert success before anybody. So that's why I think a lot of people linked him to the Chargers. You mentioned the Chargers being on a rookie deal with Herbert. Not so long, though, Neil. It could be the year. Maybe they're going to give him that big boy extension. Of course, next year he'll still be paid on that rookie contract. But it's so imperative now that the Chargers kind of window of being able to have all these guys is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Look at the Buffalo Bills. Look what Brandon Bean said. You know, he was literally saying like, now we're paying Allen. Now we're paying Diggs. They're going to be paying. They're going to be those two guys are going to be getting like sixty-five million dollars combined next year, right? And you're t taking a look at the cap situation for the Chargers. Low, they're twenty-six in cap. They are getting cap held. There's a lot of tough decisions that need to be made, right? A lot of people are asking about Keenan Allen. What's his future like with the Chargers? Because if they waive Keenan Allen, the Chargers are going to have a lot more money open up. A lot of people are asking about Joey Bosa, Low Neal. What's his situation? Because although he's making a ton of money and although he's great, his availability has been lacking. He's been hurt a little bit. And he hasn't been as effective as people would have liked in the pass rush game as of late in his career. And these are two core pieces for the Chargers. These were two guys who played in San Diego 
for the Chargers. These guys have been parts of the organization for a while. So you really think about these things low, and you're like, what does this team do? But if you think about it, go ahead. Who do you want? So I'm, I'm putting you on a spot. Out of Bosa and Keenan Allen, who would, if you had to have one, who would you like to see back? Joey Bosa. And 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 it's tough because Keenan Allen is was a San Diego Charger. We love this guy in the city. He was heart and soul. He was a third round pick. He was Mr. Receptions. He's going to go down as one of the all time great receivers in this organization. But but the way he plays his scheme, it doesn't fit Kellen Moore. He's not the guy who you're going to be able to rely on his speed and go give you get you a home run ball. I think Keenan Allen's great, Lorenzo Neal, but for how this team wants to utilize Justin Herbert and for how they want to open up, they need more home run hitters on this roster. And Tom Telesco in his postgame and in his end of season presser is like, we have our home run hitter. He's Mike Williams, but that's he's not seeing it correctly, right? Mike Williams is your one-on-one kind of guy. He's your jump ball kind of guy, but he's not your 4-3 guy. We need a we need a four three guy. We need a home run hitter. We need a Chris Olave, a Garrett Wilson, a Jamison Williams, a Jamar Chase, a guy who is going to absolutely burn your secondary. And that's not Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is fantastic. He's a chain mover, right? But I want to five x those chains and take some fifty yard bombs and actually open up this offense because when that happens, then you're able to get six yards per carry. Then you're able to get five and a half yards per carry. You see, you you want to you want a game changer, not a chain mover. And I understand. And I think when you look at Kellen Moore, you think about what he can do. See, I, I like Keenan to say, say, look, I love him. Re- I grew up with him. Let's restructure your deal, and you stay here because if you got a speed burner, when you think about when you think about uh, you know the great Jacksonville teams when you had one of the best receivers, you had a guy reminds me of Keenan, you know, McCardell. Keenan McCardell. Oh. And then you had, and then think about the speed, and then the speedster they had, the other receiver, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy on the other side, Jimmy Smith could flick and fly. So you had a high low threat. Now, if you're the Chargers and you got Kellen Moore, and now you want to go vertical, right? You want a guy that's going to stretch the roof. Now, if you got Keenan to do all the underneath stuff to run the deep six because he's a great route runner, the comeback. So now you're going to drive the safeties off, and you're going to have now deep. And Keenan has a lot of work that he can do underneath. And so you get to that five-step and seven-step drop. But now you're running more six routes and deep comeovers and different routes for Keenan. Now he can move the you know the middle of the field and 15, 20 yards down the field. But you have also those big threats. So I think to have Keenan in this type of offense, mm-hmm. I think it would fit Kellen more because now you have a you have a down guy, but a guy that can that can move the chains that intermediate, and he's never going to be a vertical threat anymore. I get that. But now you have a guy that can be that intermediate threat that you know is going to win on the one-on-one, that you know is going to get, if you can hold up, you're going to get you 10 to 15 yards. And now with a vertical, now you got to do have to get that guy that can stretch the field. You need him bad on this Charger team. But, Lo, that's where I'm a little bit frustrated because Tom Telesco thinks – that we already have that on our roster and Mike Williams. And he's just a different kind of player. I mean, like, look, let's take a look at the 2022 NFL draft. There was like eight receivers taken in the first round. All right. Drake London, jury's still out on him. Garrett Wilson, going to be a superstar. Chris Olave, going to be a superstar. Jamison Williams, jury's still out on him. He's looked great, just had the ACL. Jahan Dotson, not a lot of talk about him. He's going to be great. And he's not getting a quarterback to throw him the rock. He's going to be fantastic. Traylon Burks, I think he's going to be good. So you see the Christian Watson in the second round in Green Bay after it clicked against Dallas that one week. Remember that guy? It was unbelievable. So 
So they're, I think what the Chargers need to understand now is, listen, I totally understand you want to address the line. I totally understand you want to address the edge ushers. Take the risk and take one of these skilled players in the first round and take another one in the second round. Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Have him be your running back and take a take a Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee in the first round. I just think we need to try and get one of these home run young stud players. Listen, Joe Burrow deserves to be above Justin Herbert right now in terms of quarterback rankings because he's proven it in the postseason. But Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase, who's going to be an all-time great, and T. Higgins, who's a number one on any single NFL team if he's not with Jamar Chase. He legit has two number ones on his team. So it's like, what? Did you, did you see that play when Burrow threw that ball to Chase on fourth down and he just caught it in double coverage? Double coverage. And then, and like you said, Higgins Higgins goes up in the end zone and just snags it, play big boy ball. Don't T. Higgins, he's got, like you said, He's got two number ones. Without a doubt, he's got two number ones. And that's why I thought the Kansas City was going to lose that game because he had Joe Burrows had more weapons. Give it to Kansas City. Their defense cranked it up and played a lot better. Absolutely. So listen, at the end of the day, I'm not a general manager of a football team, but I still think there are a lot of good and interesting skill positions and players for the Chargers to take, and it should be interesting. And low at the end of the day, low, you know, Brandon Staley's uh I'd say his job is on the line in terms of if this more hire is going to work, right? If it's going to work out. But that doesn't change the fact that this defense is, should still kind of be the, the talking point, right, of this Chargers team. Kellen Moore is going to have to hire a new quarterbacks coach. We'll see after the Chargers got rid of Shane Day. But this is, a, in my opinion, a more important year for the defense. I have faith that Kellen Moore is going to be able to turn this offense around. Listen, it was awful last year. I think Kellen Moore is going to be able to make it at least average with the weapons that this offense has. It's a part of the defense. Are there any changes you think that this defense needs to make this offseason? I mean, I don't know. I think you. I think you got to make sure you, you continue to build in the trenches. You not. You looked at. You looked at the Chargers at times weren't good enough in the trenches. You know, Cleo Mack kind of wore down at the end of the year, just kind of you know asking a lot of him. Don't so blame you, him. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's like he's probably on a. You know, you put that guy on a pitch count. So you got to go out and get better because you want to save Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack is still one of the premier rushers, but you can't have him play first, second, third down. You can't have him on the field. You got to put him on a pitch count and show us Bolsa. Bolsa's a guy that needs to be on. A, so that means you got to get better either in the draft with guys up front, uh, you know, or you got to go get some free agents that's saying, okay, that's been around that you know that can be solid players that can come in and spill. That's what you need. You need self selfless guys. And I think in free agency, some older guys, not old, old, but, you know, in their mid-20s, 25, you know, 27, that's looking at saying, hey, look, they're a mid-level guy that you can get them. You can get them in here because you gotta you gotta bring guys in that when Max not in and Bosa's not in that they don't fall off. And for me, I love the head. I mean, I, I love. I mean, I just think that he's a good guy. I really want the head coach to have success. You know, he wants yeah, to win. Yeah, you can feel it in his voice. He was hurting. He wants it so badly to be that guy. He really wants it bad, and he wants to be wants to change this already. And he knows that he has talent. And he sometimes I think he puts some pressure on himself. He needs to hire a guy that's going to, you know, the get back guy. Guy's going to tell him what to do on fourth down, where it's analytic guys. He needs to bring someone that's going to be in his ear and challenge him to do that. Because I'm telling you, with this more hire, in my opinion, more hire. If Moore has success, and you just talked about the defense, I know it's and I and I don't want this, but I'm just telling you, you know, you just brought in a head coach, right? You know Whoa. that you just I, brought in a head coach, and you just talked about the defense. And if the defense struggles, 
And I'm gonna tell you right now, this hire was more than that. And I under and and that's what's Bingo. gonna be interesting to see how these two coexist, how these two co Staley and him coexist because now Staley knows that he brought his replacement in. He if bought his replacement. If the defense struggles and they don't do what they can do, don't think that Staley that, that don't think that Moore moves those slides over into the head coaching job. And that's the point I was just about to make because <laughs> Kellen Moore's been linked to so many head coaches' jobs. And, Lo, listen to this. Listen to this, that it ain't going to be easy for the Chargers next year. They have one of the toughest schedules in the league. And new Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton, bombshell, shocker. We haven't even talked about that. They're going to have to see him twice. Listen to this. Chargers are going to have to see Andy Reid twice, Sean Payton twice, Josh McDaniels twice, Sean McDermott, Mike McDaniel, Matt Eberflus, Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, Mike McCarthy, Bill Belichick, Robert Sala, Matt LaFleur, Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, and Mike Vrabel. That is that's gonna be tough. Sledding. It's a it's a make it or break it year, and it ain't gonna be easy. Before low, quickly before we wrap it up, Sean Payton, Denver. I'm stunned. Sean Payton wanted a few things. He wanted control. He wanted draft capital. Ain't having that. He wanted cap space. Ain't having that. Wanted a quarterback he can trust. TBD. What are your thoughts on Payton to Denver? Well, I think that Denver had to break back up a brink truck, and I think that he's got more power than you think. And I think Elway's going to be in a situation where he's going to lean heavily on Sean Payton. I think that you, even though he's around there, I think that he's going to be like, Sean, I'm out the way. Just, hey, look, I just like being around this organization. I love being the face. Don't hate on me. I'm going to stay out your way. You stay out mine. Let's just make it happen. I'm going to follow your lead. I want you to, I want to ride with you. I think that's going to be the message from Elway. And I think that Sean Payton, I'll tell you right now, without a doubt, Russ will play better. <laughs> without a doubt, Russell Wilson last year to this year will play better. Cause I'm telling you, Sean Payton is going to come in there and he's going to address the offensive line. Sean Payton is going to change the way that they do it. You look at Drew Brees, Brees. He was more statuesque than, than, than Russell, but he was able to pass the ball, throw the ball from the pocket. And he's, you know, he's only maybe an inch taller than, than Russell. So when you think about what Sean Payton's able to do by his scheme and by what he does. They're similar, actually. Yeah. Very similar. I just think that Sean Payton is going to get that line together. He's going to work on this. He's going to uh, retool Russell Wilson. And you're right. The Denver Broncos just got better. And Sean Payton is going to be demand excellence out of all those guys. They got way better because when you actually look at it, low Denver didn't have a bad roster at all. I mean, they have two great weapons in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Right, they're figured, they got an amazing young player in Greg Dolchich from UCLA. He was there when I was there, and I watched the kid. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a legit NFL tight end. I still believe it. They're still working on that line, but the core of that team is that Denver defense, and that is a, a high flying defense. They don't care. They got rid of Bradley Chubb. They don't want to play him. They got Pat Sertan, who's a top five young corner in the National Football League. Justin Simmons. They got a good pass rush. They got Justin Jones, I believe, from the 49ers this last past offseason. So this defense is great. I, I, I definitely think Denver is is finally now, I think, what I thought they were going to be last year, this year with Sean Payton. But it should be interesting. Low The storylines get juicier. In a time where we should be talking about the Super Bowl, we're probably talking about Tom Brady and his, quote, retirement. I know you think it's retirement. I think it's retirement. I guess we'll have to find out. The dude ages like fine wine. 
Lo, it's uh, it's a crazy time in the football world, man. I'm going to sit back, relax, watch the Super Bowl, have some chips, maybe a little bit of salsa. I'm just going to relax and enjoy the show, my man. Hey, you deserve it, Barney. You're the greatest. You're the best. I love that we're going to continue this show. You know, I love Bet Online's always been sponsoring us and taking care of us. But I love that we're going to continue this throughout the year because, man, I love your insight. You and I, we work together. We're like salt and pepper, baby. Let's get it. Yes, sir, my man. Be well. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.